Hey everybody! Sorry, I was I was trying to match the rhythm of your countdown. <laughs> that was upsetting, but I decided I wasn't going to acknowledge. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody! This is y'all, y'all heard. heard a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips. Oh, are not related and separated by distance. <laughs> Ooh. This okay. is a podcast where two old friends get together and teach each other about something that we've learned about through the week, uh, whether it be in the news, on the streets, or floating around in our tired, tired brains. Seriously. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. As in, that was maybe one of two times in the entirety of this podcast that Pete said something that didn't upset me during that segment. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, P. How are you? I'm okay. I'm 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 having a rough hour, but <laughs> I'm playing this phone game, okay. and I'm stuck on a training level, and it's pissing me off because I'm at like level two thousand in this game, and I'm like, how am I stuck on a training level? This is so that's bothering me. And then I. Why did the game have a training level at level 2000? Because it's like, oh, we're going to introduce this new element to the game, and you, this is how you beat it. Here, try. And I try it, and I'm stuck, and it's not like, come on. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Are you going to keep us in suspense and not tell us what game you play? It's called Two Dots. It's not really. Um, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, it's complicated. It's just a strategy. You can't even play Best Fiends, Pete? No. Whatever. Anyway. Speaking of fiends, Marissa, you know how I am? Something about fiends. I beat the phone repair store. I don't want to gloat. But evidently, during the COVID lockdown, he went out of business. (laughs) Oh, wow. And now he has to... Move all of his stuff out of the store. <laughs> but he, you, he didn't go out of business because of you, did he? No. The way you framed that sounded like but, that's why. <laughs> but I outlasted him. <laughs> Good. Did you think? Did you think you might not? Yeah, you know, every year I'm st- I start looking for another place to live, and every year I just kind of end oh, up I staying here. But <laughs> so you meant you thought you'd die before it would go out of business? No. Okay, that's good. That kid drank a lot and smoked a lot. I don't mm. know. I guess I guess I can't say that's going to contribute to his death, but I mean, you can. But anyway, <laughs> well, congratulations, Pete. Thank you. How about you, Marissa? Where are you at? What you doing? I'm in the Poconos. This house doesn't have air conditioning, so it's a bit rough. Does anybody ever um, poke your nose? I don't like you. Uh, I'm just asking because, yeah. My brother does sometimes. Okay. And it annoys me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even though I made fun of cottagecore, I went full cottagecore this week, Pete. I foraged some fucking berries and I foraged some mint. Then I made some some things to eat with these forage things. I, I... 
I pulled out all my info and researched the berry to make sure I didn't poison myself. And uh, the only thing that would have made me more cottagecore is if I had used a basket and had been wearing a whimsical dress, neither of which were happening. That's surprising. Yeah, I know. I didn't bring a whimsical dress to the Poconos, Mm. and they don't have any quality baskets. (laughs) That's really it. I'm just too hot to think about how I'm doing. I understand. Yeah. Would you like to think about something else? Uh, sure. Icebreaker. Hey, Marissa, for an icebreaker, why don't you tell us about something that you used to, or maybe still do, collect? Ooh. Um, I collect a lot of shit. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I had a lot of collection phases in my youth as well. Mm-hmm. I got like a big old. Actually, I had a big old box of like unopened Pez dispensers. Oh, I used to also. I just kind of like gave them away and kept the ones that were open. Mm-hmm. Um, used to collect sports cards, and my biggest shame <laughs> is that I never got the whole series of Desert Storm cards. <laughs> what the hell? Like the war? Yeah. When the war was going on, they made trading cards, and uh, I had a lot. Soldiers, not the soldiers, but like generals and stuff, and like different weapons and stuff. Like, oh Oh my god, God, you got the Scud missile cards. I was going to say that jokingly, thinking that that there's no way that could exist. That's wild. Yeah, it's not expensive to buy the set now. I do still have them. Like, I have Colin Powell's card. Oh, Pete. Um, and it's not expensive to, like, buy the set and just say that I have it. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, I don't know. It feels bad to do that. I understand what you mean. Can you, <laughs> even though I'm not a patron of our own show, I request that you release all of the images on Patreon. That's a lot of images. <laughs> oh, Okay. I request that you post the top five images from the cards you own yeah. on Patreon. I yeah. never got I never got um Norman Schwarzkopf either either. I don't know who that is. He was like the guy who was on the news all the time. I was alive during Desert Storm but too young to take anything and how old were you? I don't know. Like I feel like you were too young that you shouldn't have Probably was, probably was. But the, this was a war that was on TV all the time, like even at and night. And I still don't know what it was about. Oil. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I feel like it was on TV way more than any other war. Did I imagine that? No, it definitely was. And then I think they were like for like uh recent wars, I think they were like this isn't not like morally this isn't good, but like strategically this isn't good. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I don't think there have been trading cards of other wars. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. See, maybe that's why in my mind I'm like, I must have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would want, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy them on eBay though. I would say if I were you, if you like were somewhere and they happened to be like in a bargain bin, I would say it's your destiny to buy them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I do have Colin Powell's rookie card. <laughs> I would like to... Can, if you're not on Patreon, can you show me that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm heading home in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, tell Mama Phillips I said hi. Uh, I collect 
I collect a lot of things. I used to collect Sailor Moon merch. I have a very beautiful fan collection, like handheld fans, like lace fans. I have wooden fans. I have rice paper fans. I have many beautiful fans. Um, I also she's collect- talking to you, listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. I, I collect. Uh, I also collect uh, antique Victorian gloves. <laughs> I also collect antique Victorian photographs. Uh, let me throw in one more for good measure. Um, oh, but, now I'm see, do you collect butt flaps? <laughs> no, I only have one butt flap. I collect. Oh, I collect um, Victorian era. I try to collect Victorian era, not novels, but not just cookbooks. I would say like any kind of like guidebook. Like I have a Victorian era cookbook. I have a Victorian era like guide to flowers. I have a Victorian era guide to using a specific meat processor. <laughs> okay. I like Victorian, like um, uh, authentic Victorian guidebooks. So, yeah. That's all I got. Can't wait to see what this topic is. Speaking of guidebooks, Marissa, you are going to be our guide for this episode. Uh, Okay. Because it's another Y'all Heard Potluck, where Pete has some really small, not really small, but like small topics, and they didn't really pan out into a full episode, and so I'm going to bring you four topics today. Whoa! Whoa! Maybe I should do two, and we should do two episodes, but uh, we're not going to do that. So, Marissa, I have four topics today, and you're going to tell us what order we hear about the man. Okay. Now, you can just tell me one, and then after that, I could give you the remaining ones, or you can uh, do them all in order, like like give us an order up top. So your your categories are language, religion, conspiracy, and animals. Conspiracy, animals. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Religion, animals, conspiracy, language. Okay. Religion, animals, conspiracy, language. Yep. All right. So, like, um, I, it, if um, if things are good, and maybe they will be, because uh, one of the other things that's throwing me off this week is that they made me go back to work, and I'm so know, pissed off about it, because <laughs> for me personally, this is the most boring time of the year, mm-hmm. because no one is at school. There's no, there's, there's some students, but for, for all intents and purposes, there's no students, there's no faculty, there's nothing to do. I watched the entire season, the entire season, eight episodes that are about 45 minutes to an hour, all of Bosch today. What is that? <laughs> the Amazon original Bosch that everyone's white father uh, watches. What the hell? Okay. And, um... And but not I'm, their white father and not their black father? No. <laughs> so anyway, I'm having a miserable time. And maybe I'll throw in some sound effects because I will probably be editing this at work. So I would put in a sound where I was like r- like spinning a wheel. 
even though we already know the order. Anyway, Marissa, religion. Marissa, did you know that people think that Pope Francis is a heretic? Why? Is he like the more liberal pope? He's the one who's the pope now. Yeah, he's seen as a little more liberal than past ones, right? Right. But I didn't know that liberal meant that you are a heretic. <laughs> like, I'm it sorry, seems, can you explain exactly what heretic means? It seems like a heavy charge. Heresy is any belief or theory that is strongly at variance with established beliefs or customs, in particular, accepted beliefs of a church or religious organization. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some Catholics thought he was, but no, I didn't think that that was a thing that was like being said by a lot of people. Enough people that it generates news headlines. But are these oh. like reputable people? Who knows? Are these reputable news stations? No, I mean like the people levying the charges. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Some people think that Pope Francis upholds seven heretical positions, including his position on divorce and remarriage, which is like... You get remarried and have sex. Did the last pope, was he against that entirely? Well, that's the thing. Like, um, one of these is also, he's, he, oh, the second one that I have in the list here. I'm looking for the whole thing, like trying to find. Uh, he hasn't condemned abortion enough. And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, if he has <laughs> condemned it once, isn't that enough? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Or so that's how I kind of feel about the other one. Like, I don't know that a previous, but historically, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're not supposed to remarry because. Yeah, I did know that, but I didn't know that. Like, I don't know. I guess I thought a pope would have kind of been a little easier on that a little earlier than this. This when does this pope come to power? Uh, I believe it said. Oh crap. I forgot you were going to ask questions. I think he's it's been. Okay, don't worry about it. I think he's. It said he was in power, or or in his position or something for like seven years now. Oh, okay. not really a, a super long time. Um, yeah. They say that he is too lenient with homosexuals in the church, and the word lenient <laughs> makes me think that. What is he supposed to do? Beat them? Right, like that. There's supposed to be some sort of punishment. <laughs> yeah, I, I think either either he banishes them or he embraces them. I, that makes it sound like. They're allowed in the church, but he needs to berate them every so often. Yeah. The word, that's what it makes me think of. Uh, another mm -hmm. is that he has open dialogue with other religious leaders. No. <laughs> How dare he? He says that capitalism, quote, gives a moral cloak to inequality. Okay. So far, that, I'm on board, Pope. <laughs> And he called to reduce the use of fossil fuels for clean energy. Somehow, those last two, which seemed like That's a little... kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, wildly hilarious and shows, like, how much in the pocket of corporations, like, religion has become. That's oh, bad. Marissa, it's like you read the last paragraph first. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, they don't like a progressive pope, like Marissa was saying. Uh, most of them stems from the piece that he wrote called The Joy of Love, where he called for the church, uh, for a church of love and inclusion, interpreting parts of scripture uh, to back up his positions. Conservative Catholics seem to not be into that, and they seem... So they legitimately brought him up on uh, charges of heresy. They I'm wrote, sorry. Conservative Catholics don't believe in love? They don't They don't believe to be into that. <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's you know, really like, like homosexuals, it's like these. there are others. And, and he is like, no, they're not others. 
isn't going to age well. In yeah. a while, this, this whole thing is not going to age well. But the conservative Catholics, yeah, they, they wrote, I think it was a 25-page document about, and, and they submitted it to whoever you're supposed to submit these well, who things wrote to. the document? Um, a bunch of people. <laughs> and it was signed off on, or signed off by some some priests and, and other people. Like important priests or just like randos? If you read about it, uh, uh, randos. Okay. <laughs> This but is see, fascinating. What I thought was interesting is that they interpret the readings that he took to back up his port stuff. They interpret those readings differently, which is the okay. problem with interpretation, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, who? I don't understand how this goes. How does a new pope get? Like, how did he become the pope if he's so wild and crazy? Uh, he was selected. By who? Uh, you know, the guys in the Vatican with the. So this all started in 2017. <laughs> okay. But this year, in response to critics, he said, you know, there are some critics that say the Pope is not courageous, but unconscious, that he's taking steps against Catholic doctrine, that he is one step from heresy, Francis said. There are wow. risks, but these are decisions and are taken always in prayer, in dialogue, asking for advice. Mm-hmm. So this is all rooted in human fraternity, a term that is often used by Pope Francis to describe the aim of interreligious dialogue. It is important because men and women are all siblings, the Pope said, adding, we need to move forward with other religions, too. Wow, I'm not Catholic, but I like this dude. <laughs> He's pretty cool. The other thing that I like is that people go, and he has the ear of, like, billions of Catholics, and it's like... I don't know if you really talked to a lot of Catholics recently, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, this openness also holds a sentiment about the Eucharist. The Eucharist, the body of Christ, you go up during church, you get it. Uh, the thing I always fantasized about eating and never in my life got a chance to. <laughs> and he, he says the Eucharist is not a reward of saints, but bread of the sinners. And the U.S. Catholic bishops conduct their meeting that we're all sinners and that, you know, we would all go up and get it, that nobody's perfect, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so they conducted their semi-annual meeting uh, virtually this year. And the big question is whether they will approve a proposal to create a teaching document on the Eucharist that would deny the sacrament to politicians who support pro-choice policies. What? <laughs> No one, wild. no one doubts that the proposal is directed at regular mass goer Joe Biden, the nation's Holy second crap. Catholic president. That's wild. <laughs> to wrap it all up, Marissa, we're getting to also, your... Oh, I'm sorry. Only to politicians? Yeah, you could be a person who's just kind of hanging out in church. Like, Marissa, with all due respect, you could go up and get the Eucharist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're not going to turn you away because they don't know your feelings. They don't even know that you're not Catholic. They're just like, well, you're in the building, right? <laughs> I felt like they'd know. Behind the anti-Francis bishops, so I guess some bishops signed off on this, um, is a media ecosystem wow. ranging from websites like The Church Militant and The Catholic that Thing. That sounds horrible. To the EWTN television network, whose lead anchor, Raymond Arroyo, is also a regular on Fox News. <laughs> of course, yeah. 
Um, The moral and financial strength of the bishops has been severely weakened by the abuse scandal and COVID-19, if we're honest. Uh, Money Mm -hmm. talks and much of the money for the church and its institution now comes not from ordinary parishioners, but increasingly from rich conservatives. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Which is what fuels that. That that, sucks. Yeah. That's a shame. This pope, I mean, he may, you know, if, if, if know that I know very little about that pope. So if he did something else bad, that's my bad. But uh, he sounds real punk rock. I like him. Yeah, I think that that characterizes him pretty well. Yeah, cool. Do you are you a fan? Yeah, he seems cool. Okay. Did you like the other one better? Do you have an opinion? No, I think the other one was just like, oh my gosh, he's been the Pope for so long, and like once he died, uh, uh, okay, before Benedict, they had the German one for a while. They they called the Nazi Pope. Um, Why? Because okay, yeah, and his history was a bit. Ooh, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say next topic? (laughs) Yeah, next topic. Marissa, it should be no surprise that I use the label animals just so I could talk about birds. I wanted to just point out something. Yeah, I know, Pete. Something quick here. Um, Occultworld.com has a little write-up about birds, Marissa. Why? Here are some bullet points. And some of them are kind of long. Um, in mythology and folklore, messengers to the gods, death omens, and souls of the dead, and carriers of the dead. These are what birds are. Nice. The Greeks and Romans portrayed birds as messengers to the heavens in mythology. The Egyptians portrayed the ba, or soul, as a bird with a human head. The souls oh. of uh, Horus and the pharaoh were represented by hawks, and the Aztec thought that the dead were reborn as colibri, a bird associated with a certain you god wish. who has just the pattern of consonants and vowels. Just, I'm not going to try to say that. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Among various tribal cultures, birds are seen as carriers of the souls of the dead. In parts of West Africa, it's traditional to tie a bird to a corpse and sacrifice it so that it will carry the soul to the afterworld. In that the, sounds rough. In the South Sea Islands, the dead are buried in bird-shaped coffins for the same purpose. Okay. In folklore, a wild bird flying into a house presages important news, especially death. Jackdaws and swallows. I don't know what a jackdaw is. Don't ask me. Okay. Um, <laughs> which fly down chimneys are death omens. And if any bird... Uh, which beats its wings against the window or flies into a window or kills itself on impact. These are all death omens. Ugh, that sounds horrible. That sounds creepy as shit. It is considered bad luck in some parts to even bring an injured bird into the house. Blackbirds, such as crows and ravens, and nocturnal birds, such as owls, are also harbingers of death, especially if they gather, caw, or hoot in the vicinity of a house. (laughs) I would never think of a crow or a raven hooting. In the lore, I like this one. In the lore of Irish fishermen, seagulls embody the souls of drowning victims. Ooh, I like that too. And birds appearing in dreams are said to represent spirits, angels, supernatural aid, and thoughts and flights of fancy. So, Marissa, I ask you, no, no, you're not going (laughs) to pass by that. No, what the hell does that mean? 
I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you could just get away with not explaining that more. Flights of fancy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Marissa, I just have a simple question for you after hearing all those items. Do I want a new topic? Are birds goth? Uh, ravens and crows. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like so. a variety of birds are. <laughs> like, yeah, not not them as a whole. Why? Just because they sound like they are. That was sort of my like concluding like thought. Birds? Like, like you think like a pelican is goth? Oh my, hell yeah. Pete, shut your butt. <laughs> Explain to me how Marissa, you feel. my butt is shut. <laughs> and I'll shut it, open it, and then shut it again, because you'd be wildin'. Explain <laughs> how you think it's God. <laughs> because birds represent carrying souls to the netherworld. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like goth can be a bit basic these days, and it's all focused on the color black. So yes, I do think maybe we should open it up to all the ones that... Or harbingers of death and whatnot. That's true. That's true. Speaking of truth, Marissa. Mm-hmm. It's time for the conspiracy theory. Ooh! Normally when we talk about a topic, sometimes you come in and you're like, I have a story about this topic and I'm going to explain to you why I'm looking into it. So mm-hmm. this one, I actually did have one. Uh, I was eating dinner while I was visiting my mom recently and my mom mentioned how a shopping center that is close to our house, it's sort of like a, a staple locally. It's kind of fallen apart. It's been there for a long time. That they had recently rented out their largest spot, which was previously like a grocery store that would come and go mm-hmm. from time to time. That the largest spot is now an appliance store. Okay. Her friend uh, dismissed the idea not the idea that there was a store there, but like... She was dis- like, absolutely not. Was, I, I should say that she was very dismissive of the idea. And she oh, said, okay. you know that they're just fences. Oh, and she thought nothing was there at all? No, no, no. This is most of what I remember from the conversation, even though the whole thing ended there. What she was mm-hmm. implying is that this new appliance store and any other locally owned appliance store was uh, fencing cash and and other goods that it was money laundering. Oh, that's a term for money laundering? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. Okay. Apparently, years ago, someone on Reddit, which may as well just be some schmo off the street, uh, claimed that there were too many mattress firm stores and that they were were all over the place because they existed to launder money. I love this. A claim that feels really silly. Until you think about it. Ooh. <laughs> now, there's a podcast called Endless Thread, and uh, it's a pretty good <laughs> podcast. Is it about mattresses? No. <laughs> no it's about Reddit, bad. actually, uh, where there are many endless threads. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, it was, it's an interesting podcast, but the episode I'm talking about is from 2018. If you subscribe to it now, they're sort of like waning. It's almost like they hit all the good stuff on Reddit. Uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. But they visited two mattress firms that were across the street from one another, and they oh, watched one. <laughs> yes. They watched one in the evening hours uh, to see no customers at all that night, and the oh, only person who entered the store God. was a delivery person who wanted to use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to be friends with these people. I wish. I feel like this is something me and Pete would do back in the day. <laughs> One explanation of why there are so many mattress firm stores is the concept of relative market share, 
which is when Mattress Firm comes into town and they buy up all the local mattress stores. They then become your only choice for a mattress. Except, mm-hmm. like, well, people would be like, oh, like Walmart does. It comes into town and it builds a Walmart and then puts all the other stores out of business. Except in this case, they don't build another store. They actually buy up the existing ones. So if there were two mattress stores across the street from one another that were fierce competitors over the years and mattress firm just comes in and buys them up, mm-hmm. now you have two mattress firms across the street from each other. Oh. Yeah, the idea is that like it become the the storefront almost represents an advertisement of some sort. So everywhere you turn there's a mattress firm and then when you need a mattress you go, I must go to mattress firm. <laughs> I'm, I believe it's, I don't know. This seems fishy. <laughs> it should also be noted that mattress prices are at least, I should say, a 100% markup. <laughs> Do people go to mattress stores anymore? I feel like you either get a mail order mattress or you get it from Amazon or Walmart. I have to be honest with you, Marissa. This is stories from like a, three years ago. Oh, I mean, maybe they do. I, I but you're right. That. I think a lot of people do. I'm looking to get one if I knew what to do with my old mattress. Mm. Just put it out on the roof and set it on I fire. Think a lot of people who sell you a mattress will take your mattress, for the record. Yeah, but if I buy one online, they won't. Yes, then you're screwed. Okay. If you want a mattress and it costs $400, it's like make it costs $200 for them to make. So the idea would be... Oh well, you're selling things at such an extreme markup that you you need to make fewer sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. So conceivably, you could have a bunch of stores where they're I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on a locally owned store basis, there is no evidence that money laundering is taking place at mattress firms. Uh, mattress firm itself closed hundreds of unprofitable stores because of the saturation in each market. In essence, the final phase of a relative market share plan, uh, closing down some of those, you know, deadweight stores that yeah. weren't making you money. So in 2016, mattress firm was purchased by a company called Steinhoff International Holdings. Mm-hmm. The curious part of this is that Despite the company having, I believe it was $3.8 million in debt, the company was purchased for 115% of its worth. Okay. Normally, you would get a company like that cheap because they're attaching debt, you know? But, yeah, yeah, this company bought it at a premium, and then Steinhoff actually did get caught up in some shady accounting in 2017, which gave the conspiracy theorists a mistaken sense of being correct about the money laundering allegations. Do we know that they're not correct? Yeah. Oh, okay. People looked into it. Oh, okay. It's stupid that people look into things that just some rando on Reddit says. Well, but one of the things like one of the things that I've been thinking about lately with our podcast is, you know, a lot of times what are we doing? A lot of times we're putting information in front of you, but I was wondering, should we start teaching things? No. <laughs> so here's a little peek of what could happen if you want to pursue money laundering. Hi. People had a money launder? I'm not. I'm just going to provide two sentences. Okay. High cash businesses are more likely to get your money turned over or laundered. 
So considering that a mattress could cost you from 250 to $3,000, it's unlikely that your customers would be paying in cash, and therefore it would probably be not a great money laundering front. Yeah. Instead, you want to open a store, I don't know, perhaps in a rundown downtown of a quote-unquote city where you just mm-hmm. have like three hats in the front of the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you Google... Oh no, I just don't got. I'm gonna say the sentence the way I was going to say it. I when hope I so. Myself. <laughs> I was gonna say, "Did you Google, hey Siri, how do you money launder?" <laughs> That's the most elderly thing I've ever said. <laughs> anyway, try you that. <laughs> Google, I, Google, hey Siri, and then a question. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna finish up today. On language. Okay, wait one second. How do you money launder? Um, that takes me to a YouTube video, a TED, a TED Ed talk about how does money laundering work. So it works. So it just ignores the hey Siri part. I mean, it just assumes I'm an elderly person, I would assume. <laughs> okay, hit me with language. This is about dumpster fire. Okay. 2020 turned me off quite a bit to dumpster fire. Oh, it turned me off. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, just so you know, the word dumpster just sounds... This is from a, um, a Huffington Post piece, which is... I, if I remember correctly, it said it was a 15-minute read. And I was like, oh. are you serious? <laughs> Wow, was it really? It was very, very long, and it's just all about dumpster fire and also gifts. The word dumpster sounds so perfectly suited to its purpose that it hardly seems necessary to question its origins. But Marissa, Mm -hmm. the real story is charming. Ooh! The dumpster broke into the scene in 1936, part of a brand new patented trash collective system, trash Mm -hmm. collection system. I had to go back and fix that because I don't want Marissa to call out me saying trash collective. I actually thought that in my mind (laughs) and thought I'll let him go. They introduced the basic concepts of modern of the modern garbage truck in which containers would be mechanically lifted and emptied into a vehicle from above. This system invented by future mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, George Dempster. And he took his name. And the Dempster Dumpster was born. Aww. <laughs> you like it. Dumpster, the word that we use today, emerged from the fortuitous marriage of Dump and Dempster. Though Dempster trademarked brand name Dumpster, uh, the term has been so thoroughly applied as a generic noun that the Associated Press now directs it uh, to be styled in lowercase. Ooh. That's the same way as Band-Aid, right? Or, or is Band-Aid still a proper noun? I don't really know. I feel like that should happen with Band-Aid. I'm a little behind on my style guide. Mm, Yeah, me too. Okay. (laughs) Um, So then we come up with with the idea of dumpster fire. And uh, the Oxford English Dictionary did a little bit of research on this when they uh, welcomed dumpster fire into their digital volume. Yeah, Um, I think they're sellouts, but continue. (laughs) 
Waste containers do seem to really catch on fire at an alarming, with an alarming frequency in the United States. So the vast majority of evidence for the phrase actually refers to literal dumpster fires. The figurative meaning's meteoric rise in visibility is inseparable from the widespread online use of an image macro featuring a green dumpster with a terrifically implausible conflagration blazing from its top. Shut up. <laughs> I'm quoting I'm quoting the people from Oxford, okay? Okay. Well, Shut the hell up. Part of what makes the internet as unpredictably creative and innovative is just the kind of hive mind connectivity, but in this case, it comes with the cost of obscuring who first thought to exploit the unusually cathartic absurdity. The earliest written finding of Dumpster Fire is from 2003. Really? Newspaper, the Arizona Republic Movie Review, which deemed that year's remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to be the cinematic equivalent of a dumpster fire. Stinky, Ooh, like but insignificant. I mean, I don't know if they're insignificant if they make other things go on fire. Well, that's one of the arguments about the dumpster fire. Some people say, well, the dumpster fire is not really a bad thing because it's contained to a dumpster, so what's the big deal? Oh, there's no it never spreads i well so then they came up with and i know you're gonna ask me who they are but i don't know then they came up with a rolling dumpster fire nobody wants that nobody wants to say that (laughs) which would in essence mean that yes it's catching other things as well no no Okay. Though that's the earliest use of the insult in its current form that has been dug up on the internet, it is by no means, it by no means establishes its first use. Mm, Okay. For some reason, people are giving the level of creativity for a dumpster fire to sports talk show hosts. I think calling it creativity is a stretch, (laughs) but continue. No, I agree. Um... That pretty much explains all I got on Dumpster Fire, which is why these were four very short topics. (laughs) No, I liked it. Coming into uh, one episode. But, yeah, um, I think it's safe to retire Dumpster Fire. No rhyme pun, no no rhyme intended. Guys, I think we should make shut your butt happen. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I want that in the Oxford English Dictionary by this time... Two years from now. I don't think it's going to work because it's more yeah. of an expression. But it's so creative. And I feel like if you say butt shut, like as a term, that's going to get mistaken for butt hurt. And that's not okay either. Mm, fine, whatever. We'll, we'll go back to the drawing board. It's too hot, Pete. I can't even argue with you jokingly. <laughs> Well, everybody, um, that be me episode. <laughs> Where is it? What the hell yeah. is wrong with you? <laughs> Thank you for uh, participating in dialogue throughout this episode. Do you have any uh, questions that are general? <laughs> <laughs> I liked your topic. That's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for taking control of this week's episode. 
plugs. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? I don't have a plug. I have a request that no one is going to follow through on. But if someone, by some wild chance, follows through on, I will... Ooh. I will do a show on absolutely any topic you pick. Oh, we we kind of have that up for free right now, and nobody takes okay, us up fine. on that. If so. anyone <laughs> does this for me, she'll, what's something? What's an incentive? Kiss a piece of paper with like she'll put on lipstick and kiss a piece of paper and mail it to you. <laughs> yes, if you're married <laughs> and you don't want that. I will. She'll put lipstick on a thumb and thumbprint it, and that way, like you know, like no, you, you could potentially be- use that, you know. <laughs> no, I will give you a check for five dollars. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Fast, uh, Fast and the Furious Nine is out, and all these dumb memes of Vin Diesel being like, uh, you know, like all you need is family or. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. That's fine. Like, you know, some of them are cute. But I'm sure this exists, but I haven't found a funny one. I feel like I haven't seen any good meme with Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious that is somehow related to Olive Garden. Mm. You don't need to make me a meme. You just need to show me a funny meme that has Vin Diesel and Olive Garden. Or rather, I expect no one will even respond. Just send me a meme with Vin Diesel and Olive Garden. I've heard it more as, yeah, like a verbal joke. What do you mean? Like I've heard people make that joke, but it's always been like verbal, not really like you a mean meme. mean Vin Diesel and Olive Garden? Yeah. Like give it to me. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well give me a verbal joke. It's not like a knock-knock joke, but it would be like, like people will be like... <laughs> Yeah, knock knock. Who's there? The Olive Garden. <laughs> the Olive Garden who? Hey, it's family. <laughs> You're a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if anyone gives it to me, I'll give them $5. If multiple people give it to me, the funniest one gets $5. <laughs> I imagine no one's going to give one to me. Possibly Alex might give one to me. I also just want to put out there that this is not coming out of the Patreon budget. (laughs) No, it's coming out of mine, Marissa Phillips' budget. If If I get it, will you become a $1 patron on our Patreon? (laughs) If you get it, will I be a $1 patron? Is that what you just asked? Yeah. Why should I be a patron of our... (laughs) Because I am. Stop admitting that, (laughs) y'all! That's not something to be proud of. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting the money back into the system. Yes. Okay, fine. Guys, seriously, I'm yeah. doing so much money laundering through Patreon. <laughs> if you do it, sure, but yours has to be funny. Like, I have higher standards for yours. If it's a fan, they just need to send me one. If it's you, it needs to be funny. Mm-hmm. Or you need... Or, I'm sorry, if you make one from scratch, I'll, I'll become a patron of ourselves, you freaking weirdo. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that's my plug. I really want a good Olive Garden Vin Diesel meme or joke. Okay, you? I wanted to plug Sam Richardson because he's in three wonderful things that came out recently. Um, So he stars in this movie called Werewolves Within, which is a fun movie about um, werewolves in a remote town. Um, And it has a lot of fun people in it. At first I was like, oh, I'll probably see this sometime. But I didn't 
right I was like, ooh, I gotta jump in there when like um Michaela Watkins is in there. There's a bunch of funny people and I can't find it right now. Um then he's also in the Tomorrow War, which is an Amazon original movie with Chris Pratt in it. And I was like he's a little bit more dramatic in that one. But he is still kind of funny. He's very funny in Werewolves Within. And then of course he makes his I guess we're gonna say season seasonly appearance and i think okay. you should leave instead of um marissa you might remember better than me but instead of the baby competition that they had in season one this season he's hosting a um i believe it's called a buff boy competition what <laughs> about um uh, and it's little boys in muscle suits <laughs> god i love that show <laughs> But um, I will say, I legitimately did. I just legitimately did cry seven minutes into. I was trying to eat dinner and watch. I think you should leave, and I couldn't eat food because I was crying and laughing. Um, first episode, seven minutes in, I was I couldn't do it anymore, and I had to pause it so I could finish eating my dinner. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to watch that then. Um, I just want to let you know that it took like. You were almost up until this point. Almost everything you said, I thought you were talking about Sam Rockwell. I like it. Yeah, that's all. And I like Sam Wilson. I was like, okay. I didn't know that was a Pete thing. But yeah, okay, continue now that I know who you're talking about and I love him. Yo, sometimes, sometimes we run into this thing where you go like, continue, but I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So give to our Patreon. It's at yallheard.com slash Patreon. If you want to be booked for the show so that you can be a guest, you should contact at Vandal on Instagram. You should slide into her DMs. Not Don't sexy. slide so far that you go past them. You should just slide like whoosh. Yeah, like whoosh. Okay, bye. Yeah, hi.